1 Samuel chapter 29. The Philistines brought all their military units together at Aphek, while Israel camped by the spring in Jezreel. As the Philistine leaders were passing in review with their units of hundreds and thousands, David and his men were passing in review behind them with Akish. Then the Philistine commanders asked, What are these Hebrews doing here? Akish answered the Philistine commanders, That is David, servant of King Saul of Israel. He has been with me a considerable period of time. From the day he defected until today, I found no fault with him. The Philistine commanders, however, were enraged with Achish and told him, Send that man back and let him return to the place you assigned him. He must not go down with us into battle, only to become our adversary during the battle. What better way could he regain his master's favor than with the heads of our men? Isn't this the David they sing about during their dances? Saul has killed his thousands, but David his tens of thousands. So Achish summoned David and told him, At... <clears throat> As the Lord lives, you are an honorable man. I think it is good to have you working with me in the camp, because I have found no fault in you from the day you came to me until today. But the leaders don't think you are reliable. Now go back quietly, and you won't be doing anything the Philistine leaders think is wrong. But what have I done? David replied to Akish, From the first day I was with you until today, what have you found against your servant to keep me from going along to fight against the enemies of my lord, the king? Akish answered David, I'm convinced that you are as reliable as the angel of God. But the Philistine commanders have said, He must not go into battle with us. So set up early in the morning, you and your master's servants who came with you. When you've all gotten up early, go as soon as it's light. So David and his men got up early in the morning to return to the land of the Philistines. And the Philistines went up to Jezreel. 1 Samuel chapter 30. David and his men arrived in Ziklag on the third day. The Amalekites had raided the Negev and attacked and burned down Ziklag. They also had kidnapped the women and everyone in it, from the youngest to the oldest. They had killed no one, but had carried them off as they went on their way. When David and his men arrived at the town, they found it burned down. Their wives, sons, and daughters had been kidnapped.
David and the troops with him wept loudly until they had no strength left to weep. David's two wives, Ahinoam, the Jezreelite, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had also been kidnapped. David was in a difficult position because the troops talked about stoning him, for they were all very bitter over the loss of their sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord his God. David said to Abiathar the priest, son of Ahimelech, Bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought it to him. And David asked the Lord, Should I pursue these raiders? Will I overtake them? The Lord replied to him, Pursue them. For you will certainly overtake them and rescue the people. David and the six hundred men with him went as far as the Wadi Besor, where two hundred men who were to remain behind would stop. They stopped because they were too exhausted to cross the Wadi Besor. David and four hundred of the men continued in pursuit. They found an Egyptian in the open country and brought him to David. They gave him some bread to eat and water to drink. Then they gave him some pressed figs and two clusters of raisins. Then after he ate, he revived, for he hadn't eaten food or drunk water for three days and three nights. Then David said to him, Who do you belong to? Where are you from? I'm an Egyptian, the slave of an Amalekite man. He said, my master abandoned me when I got sick three days ago. We raided the south country of the Cherethites, the territory of Judah, and the south country of Caleb, and we burned down Ziklag. David then asked the man, Will you lead me to these raiders? He said, Swear to me by God that you won't kill me or turn me over to my master, and I will lead you to them. So he led him, and there were the Amalekites, spread out over the entire area, eating, drinking, and celebrating because of their great amount of plunder. They had taken from the land of the Philistines in the land of Judah. David slaughtered them from twilight until evening of the next day. None of them escaped except 400 young men who got on camels and fled. David recovered everything the Amalekites had taken. He also rescued his two wives. Nothing of theirs was missing from the youngest to the oldest, including the sons and daughters of all the plunder the Amalekites had taken. David got everything back. He took all the sheep and cattle, which were driven ahead of the other livestock, and the people shouted, This is David's plunder. When David came to the 200 men who had been too exhausted to go with him, 
and had been left at the Wadi Basur, they came out to meet him and to meet the troops with him. When David approached the men, he greeted them. But all the corrupt and worthless men among those who had gone with David argued because they didn't go with us. We will not give any of the plunder we recovered to them except for each man's wife and children. They may take them and go. But David said, My brothers, you must not do this with what the Lord has given us. He protected us and handed over to us the raiders who came against us. Who can agree to <clears throat> who can agree to your proposal? The share of the one who goes into battle is to be the same as the share of the one who remains with the supplies. They will share equally. And it has been so from that day forward. David established this policy as a law and an ordinance for Israel, and it continues to this very day. When David came to Ziklag, he sent some of the plunder to his friends, the elders of Judah, saying, Here is a gift for you from the plunder of the Lord's enemies. He sent gifts to those in Bethel, in Ramoth of the Negev, and in Jatir, to those in Aroer, in Shiphmoth, and in Eshtemoa, to those in Recall, in the towns of the Jahamelites, and in the towns of the Kenites, to those in Hormah, in Borishan, and in Atak, to those in Hebron, and to those in all the places where David and his men had roamed. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Now I want you to know, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud, all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses. In the cloud and in the sea, they all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from a spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But God was not pleased with most of them, for they were struck down in the wilderness. Now these things became examples for us, so that we will not desire evil things as they did. Don't become idolaters, as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and got up to play. Let us not commit sexual immorality as some of them did. 
and in a single day, 23,000 people fell dead. Let us not test Christ, as some of them did, and were destroyed by snakes. Nor should we complain, as some of them did, and were killed by the destroyer. Now these things happen to them as examples, and they were written as a warning to us, on whom the ends of the ages have come. So whoever thinks he stands must be careful not to fall. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to humanity. God is faithful, and he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape so that you are able to bear it. Therefore, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. I am speaking as to wise people. Judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing that we give thanks for. Is it not a sharing in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break. Is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread. We who are many are one body. For all of us share that one bread. Look at the people of Israel. Do not those who eat the sacrifices participate in what is offered on the altar? What am I saying then? That food offered to idols is any anything? <coughs> no, but I do that. No, what am I saying then? The food offered to idols is anything, or that an idol is anything? No. But I do say that what they sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. I do not want you to participate with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot share in the Lord's table and the table of demons. Or are we provoking the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? Everything is permissible, but not everything is helpful. Everything is permissible, but not everything builds up. No one should seek his own good, but the good of the other person. Eat everything that is sold in the meat market. Asking no questions for conscience's sake. For the earth is the Lord's and all that is in it. If one of the unbelievers invites you over and you want to go, eat everything that is set before you without raising questions of conscience. But if someone says to you, 
This is food offered to an idol. Do not eat it. Out of consideration for the one who told you, and for conscience's sake. I do not mean your own conscience, but the other person's. For why is my freedom judged by another person's conscience if I partake with thanks? Why am I slandered because of something I give thanks for? Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for God's glory. Give no offense to the Jews or the Greeks or the church of God, just as I also try to please all people in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, so that they may be saved. Ezekiel chapter 8. In the sixth year, in the sixth month, on the fifth day of the month, I was sitting in my house with the elders of Judah, were sitting in front of me. And there the hand of the Lord God came down on me. I looked, and there was a form that had the appearance of a man. From what seemed to be his waist down, was fire and from his waist up was something that looked like bright and from his waist up was something that looked bright like the gleam of amber he stretched out what appeared to be a hand and took me by the hair of my head Then the Spirit lifted me up between earth and heaven and carried me in visions of God to Jerusalem, to the entrance of the inner gate that faces north, where the offensive statue that provokes jealousy was located. I saw the glory of God of Israel there, like the vision I had seen in the plain. The Lord said to me, Son of man, look toward the north. I looked to the north, and there was this offensive statue north of the altar gate at the entrance. He said to me, Son of man, do you see what they are doing here? More detestable things that the house of Israel is committing, so that I must depart from my sanctuary. You will see even more detestable things. Then he brought me to the entrance of the court, and when I looked there was a hole in the wall. He said to me, Son of man, dig through the wall. So I dug through the wall, and there was a doorway. He said to me, Go in and see the terrible and detestable things they are committing here. I went in and looked, and there engraved all around the wall was every form of detestable thing, crawling creatures and beasts, 
as well as all the idols of the house of Israel. Seventy elders from the house of Israel were standing before them, with Jazaniah, son of Shaphan, standing among them. He had a firepan in his hand, and a fragrant cloud of incense was rising up. Then he said to me, Son of man, do you see what the elders of the house of Israel are doing in the darkness, each at the shrine of his idol? For they are saying, The Lord does not see us. The Lord has abandoned the land. Again he said to me, You will see even more detestable things which they are committing. So he brought me to the entrance of the north gate of the Lord's house. And I saw women sitting there weeping for Tammuz. And he said to me, Do you see this, son of man? You will see even more detestable things than these. So he brought me to the inner court of the Lord's house. And there were about 25 men at the entrance of the Lord's temple, between the portico and the altar, with their backs to the Lord's temple, and their faces turned to the east. They were bowing to the east in worship of the sun. And he said to me, Do you see this, son of man? Is it not enough for the house of Judah to commit the detestable things they are practicing here, that they must also fill the land with violence and repeatedly provoke me to anger, even putting the branch to their nose? Therefore, I will respond with wrath. I will not show pity or spare them. Though they cry out in my ears with a loud voice, I will not listen to them. Psalm 46 and 47. God is our refuge and strength, a helper who is always found in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not be afraid, though the earth trembles and the mountains topple into the depths of the seas, though its water roars and foams and the mountains quake with its turmoil. Selah. There is a river. Its streams delight the city of God the holy dwelling place of the Most High. God is within her and will not be toppled. God will help her when the morning dawns. Nations rage, kingdoms topple. The earth melts when he lifts his voice. The Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold, Selah. Come, see the works of the Lord, 
who brings devastation on the earth. He makes wars cease throughout the earth. He shatters bows and cuts spears to pieces. He sets wagons ablaze. Stop fighting and know that I am God, exalted among the nations, exalted on the earth. The Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Psalm 47. Clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with a jubilant, jubilant. <clears throat> Clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with a jubilant cry. For the Lord, the Most High, is awe-inspiring. A great king over the whole earth. He subdues peoples under us and nations under our feet. He chooses for us our inheritance, the pride of Jacob, whom he loves. Selah. God ascends among shouts of joy. The Lord, with the sound of a ram's horn, sing praise to God. Sing praise. Sing praise to our king. Sing praise. Sing a song of wisdom. For God is king of the whole earth. God reigns over the nations. God is created on his holy throne. The nobles of the peoples have assembled with the people of the God of Abraham. For the leaders of the earth belong to God. He is greatly exalted.